Yes, it's that time of the day where you are invited to Sassy Soul Friend of God. Top of the day to you. Nihal, Nihama. I'm your host, Salome Jacobs. And your road might be long. But you have a friend. You have a soulful friend right here on Into the Garden. So feel welcome, come on board, pop on in, bring along a friend and together let's embrace an awesome weekend. It's Friday, yippee and time for Sassy Soul, Friend of God. Well, allow me to say that you are most welcome to use this podcast for a study guide or woman's study group should you wish. Feel free to share along my page on Facebook Shasta Cesaria for as much as we here at Into the Garden enjoy putting it together. We do as unto the Lord. It's Friday and you are tuning in and listening to Into the Garden's podcast. So wherever you are, wherever you find yourself today, it's your time. Connect, reflect, for surprisingly enough, I refer into the garden as my haven, my little garden of Gethsemane, with perennials, precious, ancient and delightful. When you look around this garden, it's a sense of peace, tranquility, where hearts are mended, lives restored, in that ethereal presence, that omnipotent presence, that is worthwhile to drop on by and to implore. So, sassy soul, friend of God, join me, for I'm not alone. My guest is Minister Paula Farley, joining me on sassy soul, friend of God. In the very heart tranquility, serenity, place in the garden. Yes, your burden is never too heavy for you have a soul sister, a prayer warrior to encourage you, to inspire you, to carry the load and to lift you up to say, he ain't heavy, she is my sister. on sassy soul friend of God is soulful delightful hence relaxing in the garden on a hammock sitting by a brook reading listening celebrating with us so come along now and feel renewed my guest today is Minister Paula Farnan and she once again teaches you and me on part two you are God's chosen this coming from the gathering of the chosen conference she attended in Baltimore, Maryland. There's a short story titled Out of My Egypt, 
into my promise, as well as highlighting breast cancer awareness, stories of faith, hope and a purpose. So join me and Minister Farlin on Sassy Soul, Friend of God. Is that time? Yes. Sassy soul, friend of God. And my guest today is Minister Paula Fallen. Creative, talented, or inspiring. And she's talking to you and me today. You are God's chosen part two. You see, she attended the gathering of the chosen conference last weekend in Baltimore, Maryland. And I can tell you this much. She has learned so much and when we attend conferences you know we can't keep it to ourselves isn't it we've got to share we are women we are soul sisters we are friends we want to share isn't it we want to build each other up and so without any further ado right here on sassy soul friend of god is Minister Paula Farlin teaching you and me with this rewarding message? You are God's chosen. So, I don't know about you, but it's amazing because I am a friend of God. You are a friend of God. And together he calls us friends. So let's give a round of applause to Minister Paula Fallen as she equips you and me with the tools you say. as I'm waiting with bated breath what the teaching is all about so come on in make yourself at home in the company of tonight's sassy soul friend of God grab a pen grab a notebook write down notes and share
darkness, in that ethereal presence, that ray of hope presence, that amazing presence, that invitation presence, where the table is laid with Psalm 23, Psalm 91, Psalm 20, Proverbs 31, yes, Ephesians 4, I am that I am. God is going ahead of you, straightening the road before you, shifting things for you, on behalf of you, dividing the Red Sea for you. in unison from Africa to Egypt I am a friend of God This is Paula Farland with Into the Gardens podcast, and I guess today I'm bringing you part two of The Chosen, or The Gathering of the Chosen. As I mentioned on Sunday, I attended a conference in Baltimore, Maryland, The Gathering of the Chosen, and now that I'm back home, I've had time, and I like to do this after I've gone to a conference, come back home and reflect on what I've learned, um, and actually evaluate and examine what did I get out of the conference, reflect and see how can I apply those things that I heard to my own personal life to, to make me better. And actually see and understand what is it that God is saying or what is the mind of the Spirit concerning me. So, um, as I was reflecting, I thought about it is so interesting that people 
have been chosen by God, but they just don't accept that calling or they don't accept that portion of life that God has chosen them for. And I think that's interesting. Um, I think for many, many years, people have viewed their callings in life as just to being a minister. And sometimes you've boxed God in and you haven't allowed him to fully develop what you're called to do. Um, A good example is the founder of this podcast. It's a God idea and it's an opportunity for women to share not only the word of God with you, but to share uh, encouragement, to empower you, to enrich your life, giving you knowledge that will change your life. So we can't box God into just being, um, my calling is to sit or be a pull, you know, just be in the pulpit or be um, preaching the word of God because God is so much more than that. Um, I think you can be gifted and called to sing opera, to to paint, to write, uh, but people don't necessarily see that as being a calling upon their lives, but they view it as, you know, I'm just talented in this area. But you have to realize everybody can't do what you do. Everybody can't bring to the table what you bring to the table, what you uniquely bring to the table. So let's take the limits off of God. Let's take our own selves out of the way and let God develop himself in us so that we can be empowered and so we can enrich someone else's life. I have a friend that's very, 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 very um, gifted in the area of poetry. And I mean, she writes some awesome stuff, but that's her calling in life. She loves words. She loves to put them together. And she comes up with, oh, just some marvelous stuff. Maybe one day in the future, I'll share some of her stuff with you. But today, as I said, I was reflecting. And I wanted to see how what I heard applied into my life. And share that moment in time with you. And as I was musing, as I stated, I thought about all the people who just limit God to a pulpit or limit God to a minister. And it is so much more to God than that. So I also wanted to take time just to share some scriptures with you that I heard at the conference. And one is from First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, 
that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. John fifteen sixteen, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should re- abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Deuteronomy 14.2 For ye are people holy to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a, be a people for his treasured possession out of all the people who are on the face of the earth. Matthew 22.14 For many are called, but few are chosen. And I guess that is my point today. It's that many are called, and chosen to do certain things from God, but they see it as an option and not as necessarily something that they must do in life or something that they must fulfill in life. I once heard a minister say that, and this is the early part of my Christianity, and I still believe it today, that in each person there is within them, there is a carb out space that only God can fulfill in that person. And they will try everything else. They will try drugs. They will try women. They will try liquor. They will try smoking. They will try everything but God to fill that portion in their life. And I think it is so... I guess God is just such a gentleman because even though he's chosen you, he's called you to do whatever God has called you to do. If you don't accept it or if you don't want it, God doesn't necessarily force himself upon you. Um, think about it in any relationship. If a person forces their way in your life, then no, you don't really, really want accept them or you really, you know, want them there. I mean, because they force themselves. You're going to see them as being very rude. And, but God is a gentleman and he doesn't force himself upon you. I think he does have a certain way of wooing us um, or convincing us or, inviting himself into our lives that, you know, you think it's you, but it's really not. It's really God. 
Um, but he doesn't force himself upon you. He's such a gentleman. And he gives you time to make up your own mind about what you want to do, if you want to do, when all the while he knows what's best for you. And isn't it strange? We don't accept the best sometimes. We would rather go the long, hard way. And we don't accept the easy way or the high road. But we would rather travel the low road or the rough road and without God. So take time. Take time to think to yourself, who am I? I mean, literally, who am I? That question was posed to me. And I began to think, who am I and what do I really, really want out of life? I know it's defined in my relationship with God. And I hope that as you discover who you are and to whom you belong and your purpose in what ever area in life that you're you're to affect you're to change that you will realize who you are and i mean honestly sit with yourself and discover and ask yourself write it down who am i and what do i want what do you want out of life And then you can present those things to God in prayer as you surrender your life to him. Now today, before we end, I wanted to take a little time and uh, offer a prayer. So pray with me, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask those that are listening to this podcast at this very moment that you will meet every last one of us at the point of our need, that you will strengthen, encourage, and give us the power to do everything that you've called us to do in life. For we are your chosen, and we love and adore you. And realize that it is you that is working in us to bring about your kingdom on this earth. To help others to see you in a way that they've never seen you before. May we take off the limits that we've placed on you. May we take off the limits that we've placed in and on ourselves. Take off the limits that of our own vision, of in and of own mind thinking what we can and cannot do and see that we can do all things through you because it's possible. You are the head of our lives and we acknowledge that. Come Holy Spirit, make the difference in our lives and open up our world. Let us embrace and do everything that we've been called to do. In Jesus' name, I pray and I bless those 
listeners of this podcast now. Amen. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. And until the next time, this is Paula. Be blessed beyond measure. Up next is the soul story and the title is Out of My Egypt Into the Promise. Well, little knowing that I asked myself the question, what is my Egypt? Likewise, I'm posing the question to you, what is your Egypt? And I came across, apart from my soul story, I came across a poem titled Living Egypt. So I'm going to read that first, but Exodus 23 verse 9 says, Do not oppress a stranger, for you know his heart, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You know, we wrestle with the idea of being a stranger, of knowing the person's heart. We find him or herself in their Egypt and wanting to be free. And this is what the poem is all about. I carry Egypt with me in a drawstring pocket that I keep close at my side so that I can feel the nestled weight of its sand and stone and endless servitude. Sometimes I run my thumb along its gathered edge, wondering if I should, if maybe I could open that pocket just for a minute quick, like and easy, so that I might feel the sharp-edged stones, sun-warmed and ancient, and well-trodden by pharaohs and asps. But I don't. I think the stones might cut me, or perhaps spill out. All that sand and stone that hangs so heavy at my waist, that bows me just a bit and fits against me just so. It might scatter in a graceful arc, as I imagine river once dead, to escape the narrow banks that bound it and bent it, shedding its great crocodile tears of feast and famine, and in a sudden burst of freedom. And just like that, Egypt would lie strewn about, scattered by my stumbling fate in some trackless wilderness that has been trampled by the fate of a thousand generations since. And by the time I stopped to do the math of all those fate and all that wilderness, there would be nothing left of Egypt, and my drawstring pocket would be empty. So again, food for thought, living my Egypt. And up next is 
just that, the soul story. So without any further ado, make haste in the company of Into the Garden and Sassy Soul Friend of God. Make yourself a decadent cup of tea or coffee, a glass of juice or water, whatever you prefer, and come on over for the soul story is up next. story out of my Egypt into the promise have you ever been caught between the devil and the deep blue sea sure you have been in other words have you ever felt trapped between an impenetrable obstacle before you and an implacable enemy behind you with nowhere to run nowhere to hide and absolutely no way of escaping let's bring it home your Egypt it could be a sacred love affair a possible unpleasant case at work being in an uncomfortable or unsavory situation if you find yourself in a difficult place, then maybe, just maybe, you're there because God put you there for a specific purpose. Now I'm not saying continue the love affair. What is that purpose? You've got to ask and seek the face of God. If God puts you between the devil and the deep blue sea, it's because he wants to defeat the devil, the enemy, and glorify himself. And in doing so, you and I increase our faith in him. She's finally out of that cage, free, free free at last shackled by a heavy burden no more she gave her cares and burdens to the wind why you ask well for in wind it blows to areas unbeknownst to her so far and vast liberated after all the years of guilt abandonment ridicule she proclaims this is it the time is now shackles fall captivity fall destruction fall brave she is coming out do we know her sure you do she was hiding behind the mask afraid to trust afraid to love afraid to belong she ran to forget hurt and cast down betrayal she had to come for fear was her master 
but healed by his stripes. She, like many others, are now free to trust, free to love, free to belong, work, live, revive, exist, and not resist. Will Jonah run? No, for she has found imminent peace, joy. Promises that she is not alone. Women of Africa, the world, I'm a treasure that lies within the safety net of God's wings. That your struggle is your testimony, your story is your wonder, your challenge is your waymaker. Your heartache is someone's saving grace. Today, this woman is I, a once lonely, shy girl. Through battles became strong, rooted, blessed and highly favoured. I might not be where I want to be, in a place where I want to be. But God's cause is taking me where he needs me to be. Regrets? I have none. I've lived. I've ran. I've explored. I've experienced. I've lost. But I'm alive. So Jesus, take the wheel and steer me into unknown territories to speak on behalf of many a plight of women around the globe whose cries for freedom and liberty is theirs, to choose and to set the captives free. So, soul sister, prayer warrior, your tears, your cries, your pleas do not go by unanswered. In unison, women around the world wake up, get up, dress up, look up, hook up, pray up, receive up, praise up. Let's join hands and allow God to show up so the imminent oil can flow out of your and my alabaster box up and so it is so shall it be and this comes from the extract of my book you don't know the cost of my alabaster box a 90 day inspirational meditation nuggets for women I don't know where you find yourself today. Perhaps you're in your very own Egypt, but God is saying, I put you there so I can be glorified. Out of my Egypt, enter the promise.
as you know, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month this October. And we here at Into the Garden, we are highlighting and raising awareness. So, the story today is a story of faith, hope and purpose. And today, you and I will be on meeting Tanika Brown. These are women who are sharing their stories. It's not always easy coming out. But it gives you and me hope. It gives you and me encouragement. It gives you and me a purpose. That there is light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? That by telling their stories... Into the Garden is showcasing survivor stories because it might look grim to you but that mindset can change to a positive mindset and to embrace the love and support from friends and family and allow your faith to carry you through. In April 2007, she felt a lump in her right breast. At the time, she was in between jobs, experienced an insurance lapse and didn't know when the next one would begin. This was a terrifying time for her, soon after she landed a temp job. And within three to four weeks, her employer offered her a permanent position with insurance. Although she was afraid to get a mammogram, she kept a positive mindset and went anyway. Well, after examination, her doctor told her that she had stage 2 breast cancer. All she could ask a doctor at that point was, Am I going to live? And what do I tell my kids? After her appointment, she remembers driving to her kids' school to pick them up and thinking. She couldn't look at them because she knew what they were about to face. Long story short, the cancer over seven years advanced to stage four and has mysticized to her brain her lungs, her kidney, her liver, back, neck and chest wall. She's had multiple surgeries, bilateral mastectomy, 10 hour breast reconstruction, hysterectomy and a brain tumour removal. She endured three bouts of radiation, one to the brain, breast and chest wall. To her friends and family, Tanika is considered a true survivor. Although her cancer isn't completely gone, 
She has been an inspiration to many as she has fought tenaciously for her life. There were times when the results looked grim. But she fought to stay alive to raise her three children. And to this day, doctors are shocked that she is still alive. Her three survival mechanisms prayer. She attributes her presence on earth today by the doing of God. She prays, reads the Bible, and attends church. Speaking. She speaks at various breast cancer events, sharing her story and testimony with breast cancer patients, which is therapeutic for her. Creative outlets. Zanika has always been creative. She decided to start her own jewellery and shoes line. Her life today? Well, where is she? Zanika, along with her son John Cunningham Jr., started a non-profit called Also Pink, where breast cancer patients can craft and sell their creations. She is also a great mom and role model to her three children. They live in Orlando, Florida. Words of encouragement. Put your faith in God. He made a miracle out of my circumstance and can do the same for you. Draw strength, courage and hope from these stories. This could be their Egypt. Yet God saved and kept these women through prayer, positive affirmations, eating healthy and exercising. Focus on what's important. Learn to let things and people go. Speaking and creative outlets. These are important survival mechanisms and support from family, love and the church. Women's organizations. Podcasts. Women empowering women. Women saluting women. Women applauding women. So let's go out there and raise awareness this October month and salute the many survivors and wear pink for those in remembrance. For into the garden. Salutes the many and says, Thank, thank you, Lord, for the many stories still to be shared. Through all your circumstances, let's be prepared, let's reach out to God forever in your sunrise.
and in your sunset. I've come to the end of the segment today, Sassy Soul, Friend of God, to my vibrant guest, Minister Paula Fallen. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reminding us that we are chosen, like Esther, for a time such as this. To hear the hearer, the listener, the reader out there. Thank you for tuning in from afar, from near. Thank you for input. Thank you for new ideas. Thank you for sharing. But most of all, thank you for sharing the love. Thank you for meditating on all that's good and creativity will flow. We hope these messages give you powerful, fresh thoughts to make today sassy soul, friend of God, an amazing day. Because every day should be a friend of God day. Thank you for sharing the podcast with neighbours, friends, family, on your various social networks and platforms. Twitter accounts, you name it, Instagram. We applaud you and we say thank you. Perhaps you're sitting at the airport, bon voyage, and listening to Into the Garden. Perhaps, who knows, you're simply just at a coffee shop, sipping on a decadent cup of tea or coffee, and picking up a book. You don't know the cost of my alabaster box. Let's think out of the box, shall we? You're on the plane and listening to Into the Garden podcast. Nothing is impossible by God. Absolutely nothing. Perhaps you are tuning in from work. Thank you. Cooking in the kitchen, listening to Into the Garden. Lovely. Picture the aroma, the fragrance, the ambience to your palate. Just listening to stories, devotions, coffee time, words of encouragement, food for your thought in your reality, nuggets in your day. With love from the UK. Isn't God awe inspiring? So come on over. Enter the garden is the place to be. And if you're celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday to you. Perhaps an anniversary. Congratulations and may God continue to knit you together to keep the family close as it could be. And to the many out there during this time, a thought to family and friends who have lost loved ones and neighbours during this time. Into the garden sends sincere condolences to you. And of course good news, yes, you don't know the cast of my alabaster box can be purchased. And 
it can be purchased from me, Salome Jacobs, or from Unlimited Ministries Artery from the admin department, as well as Prophet Keith Van Royen's book, Cave of Obscurity, Hidden to be Revealed. Gosh! impeccable i tell you that when the moment you just put your hand on the book gosh it's a there's anointing on both books and mind you we are gearing up for the festive season christmas so why not spoil a family member and bless them with these gifts nuggets well i sure is a pleasure this is a christian podcast join us weekly with surprising lineups and guests so take care until the next time we meet again from me salome jacobs saying of course the mom with many hats Cheshire, Puyanand, Arivadechi, Anyong, Orva, Dovetinia, Sayanara, Adios, Adios, Guligule, Achia, Maya Salamati, Gavaski, Lacon, Taishian, Salamatingal, Avidesain, Spasiba, Havet. There's nothing. Remember, there's no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. And this is by Corrie Boom. There's nothing that you and I cannot conquer. Together with God. Once again, to my guests, my flamboyant guest, soul sister, a prayer warrior, Minister Paula Farlin. Thank you. Remember, there will always be a test, but you will have a testimony. Whatever obstacle you face, God will take you out of your Egypt and place and plant your feet on higher ground. Enter the garden says goodbye take care have an awesome weekend and from next time you know where to find me but right here on into the garden the ethereal presence that omnipotent presence that presence where i'm not alone for where i roam god bestows
Thank you.